You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Forgive, drop it, let it go, is the title of this devotion. Forgive, drop it, let it go, is the title of this devotion. You know, things can stick to us. They just can. It just, I don't know what that is in this world, in the spirit of this world, but it could just stick to you. You can just have your own peaceful heart and mind in joy with the Lord and something could just and try to stick on you. And it's like when I was young and we would run through the fields, they would have these, these, these kinds of plants or whatever it is. And they, they, were, they had these little round things that were so sticky and they would stick on your clothing. And it really was not easy to get them off, whatever that was called. And there are things that try to stick on us that cause us to have feelings that are resentful, unforgiving, and it just, you can't shake it off. You can't shake it off. And so I want to talk to you about this for a minute today because I believe really that we have the power through our relationship with Jesus and our loving Heavenly Father in the power of the Holy Spirit, that we can forgive, drop it, and let it go. I mean, let it go. Shut it down. Cut it off. Put it to death. Cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. Remove it from your conscience. I believe in this kind of power. I really do. And for Jenny and I, we believe in this. We encourage each other in it. We agree in it. No, we are not holding this. We are not holding this charge. We are clearing the record. That's a statement we use all the time. We clear the record. We remove the charge. I'll never forget many years ago in 2008, I think it was, one of my dear, dear friends, Pastor John Harris, who was our senior associate pastor with his dear phenomenal wife, Joe Harris. There was something happening with a young man and John came to see me in my office and he said, Pastor, Pastor, can we please, can we please? And I understood what he meant before he mentioned it. I said, John, we have a Holy Ghost windshield wiper ministry. We keep clearing the vision. We hold no charge. We hold no charge. I am in agreement with you, John. We hold no charge. Oh, we had such a sweet spirit of faith and how that spirit of faith has borne its fruit, especially concerning that young man who's become a great man of God and serves the Lord. And I just am so grateful for that kind of spirit of agreement. So here we go. Mark chapter 11, starting at verse 22. Jesus says, and Jesus answered, and he said to his disciples, have faith in God. The original text would say, have the faith of God. Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, 
Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but he believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. What and frightening as well as hold to account thought that what you say will come to pass. We need to be so careful what we say. And Jesus, it really is trying to show you and me, we shouldn't say things outside of our faith in God. We should hold ourselves back and stay within that sphere of faith and trust and reliance on our Father. Yeah, but what do you think? Yeah, trust God. Yeah, but what do you feel about this? I really just am leaning and relying upon the Lord. You see, we won't come out of that spirit of faith about it. We will not come out of it. We will not speak outside of the sphere of faith. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, with the heart one believes unto right standing with God. And with the mouth we declare, we confess our salvation with him. It's amazing how when we walk in right standing with God, it should be seen in how we talk about things, what we say about things. Do I ever get tempted to want to say something about something that I'm believing God to work it, and yet my confession opposes the very thing I'm believing for? Sure, I get tempted with that. And my goodness, does it sometimes come right to my lips and I say, no, I'm trusting God. I will not speak out of the sphere of faith and trust. I will only speak those things that God can represent, that represent God. I say to you, therefore, Jesus says, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Do you see how our faith in seeing things happen can be undermined? If we don't forgive, drop it and let it go. If we hold on to it and allow the devil to use it, the devil brings it back up again, the feeling, the thought, the idea, the issue. He brings it back up and he brings the thought to our conscience. He brings the feeling to our emotions and he tries to hinder our faith seeing what we're believing with God from coming to pass. Really? Yes, really. You can really see the enemy is constantly trying to stop the harmony in the marriage by bringing up issues that you actually had forgiven and let go. Oh, how often I've seen this. I've seen people say, no, I forgive you. Yes, it's washed away in the blood. No, no more charge. And the enemy brings it back up and all hell breaks loose. All hell breaks loose and he divides the relationship and tears it to shreds. We need to have such a spirit of prayer, maintaining that forgiveness, maintaining that, no, 
No, Father, I thank you. It is completely in your hands, Father. I praise you. It is completely washed in the blood, Lord. There's no charge here. There's no charge here. Father, I thank you. It is released. It is forgiven. I've forgiven. I've dropped it. I've let it go. I thank you. see that it's in the spirit of prayer that then puts wings in our faith to see things come to pass we've been waiting and believing for. I'm really serious in what I say to you right now. To what degree can I function in this, uh, Pastor? To what degree? Well, I'll show you a little thought here. I mean, you read this chapter 6 of Luke. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. Do good. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Verse 28. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Pray for them. Oh, Father, don't hold it against them. Father, don't hold it against them, Lord. Cover it in your holy love. Help them, lead them, guide them. Be merciful to them. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And do not withhold your tunic when one takes away your cloak. Give to everyone who asks. And from him who takes away your goods, don't ask them back. Just release it. I have seen people miss out on God because they won't let go of what somebody else took from them and didn't repay. And I know, folks, it can be painful, especially when it is a so-called brother or sister when it's somebody in the church and they're sitting in the congregation and they owe you money and they haven't paid you and they act like they don't care and they themselves live very prosperous. That is sin, folks. It's wrong. The Bible talks about this, that when it's in your hand to repay and you don't repay it, it's, it's wrong. It's evil. But okay, that's, that's sad, but it can happen. And what does Jesus say? Don't let that hinder your relationship with him and don't let that stop you from loving even them who've been this way to you. Give to everyone who asks of you. From him who takes away your goods, don't ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do likewise. I mean, you want them to pay you back. You pay everybody back you owe. It's amazing how... Irritated we can be about somebody else's mistakes while we make the same. But if you love those who love you, well, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Jesus says, for even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. Love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. In other words, release it into God's hands and your reward will be great and you'll be called sons of the Most High. For God is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful just as your Father in heaven is merciful. I have seen God move on people that really came into this spirit where they forgave. They dropped it, they let it go, and they just gave it to God and kept loving and 
They didn't charge the individual and they just covered it in love. I have seen God act on behalf of those hearts in phenomenal ways. Not always through the same individual that owed them, but in other ways, in other ways, but sometimes through the people who owed. I've seen God do it in supernatural ways. So why don't you come into this place that you say, okay, Lord, I'm waiting for them to come and apologize and admit what they did and, and accept responsibility. And Lord, I need to just give that over to you. You know how to lead them through your goodness and mercy to repentance. You know how to deal with this, Lord. You are the one who we must give an account to. And Lord, I just release them into your hands and I forgive it. I drop it, I let it go. I drop it, Lord. I let it go. I let it go. You're my source. You take care of us. Thanks, Father, for upholding me. Thank you, Father, for taking good care of me. Come on. Come on. Step into this spirit of grace. And let me close with Matthew 18, which I think is an absolute phenomenal chapter. My goodness, I'm so grateful it's in the Bible. Verse 21. Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? You see, this is the silly thing. People go, yes, but he's a Christian and he comes to my church. No, I'm not going to church anymore, sitting there with him, knowing what he did, knowing that spirit is actually more hard to bear for your loving Heavenly Father than what the other person did wrong. That indignation, the taking vengeance, the taking judgment into your own hands is harder for God's goodness and mercy to bear than the mistake the other person that caused you to have such feelings. Come on, give it to God. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. The Lord knows how to deal with us, but he doesn't deal with us according to our failings and sins, lest we all be consumed. He deals with us according to his mercy and love, so we all may be saved. God knows how to bring people to repentance. God knows how to turn things for good, but his timings are not always ours. God may take 20 years to bring about that change and you demand it immediately. But come on now, if God would treat you that way, you wouldn't, come, you wouldn't be able to live. But God is forbearing and long-suffering. So let us have that same heart of the Father. So Peter says here, Lord, my brother, we're in the same church, my sister, we're in the same church. How many times am I to, supposed to forgive them? Up to seven times? I mean, one more time and that's it, we're done. Am I there, Lord? And Jesus said, I do not say up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. And the kingdom of heaven, Peter, is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servant. And when he began to settle accounts, one who was brought to him owed 10,000 talents. Now, a talent has between eight, depending on the exchange rate, between eight and 10,000 denarii, one talent. A denarius is a day's wage. 
So let's say it's 10,000 denarius in one talent and he owed 10,000 talents. If you would do a little calculation, it's something like um, 163,000 years he would have to work or something, silly amount. Something, in other words, many, many, many lifetimes could not pay back that debt is what the Lord is trying to show you, right? If you do 10,000 times 10,000, however much. I mean, in other words, it's, it's unbelievable, the amount. As he was not able to pay, Jesus said, his master commanded that he would be sold, his wife and children, and all that he had so that some payment might be made. But the servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. <clears throat> and the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. Wow. Wow. He forgave the debt. And that servant, Jesus said, went out and found a fellow servant who owed him only a hundred denaries. A hundred denaries is a hundred days' work. And he laid his hands on him, took him by the throat, and said, Pay me what you owe. And the fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Oh, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. But he would not and went out and threw him in prison that he should pay all his debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told the master what he had done. And the master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And the master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So the Heavenly Father will also do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother, his trespasses, his brother, <laughs> the brother you have in your church, the sister you have in your church, or your mom, or your dad, or your own natural brother, your own natural sister, uncle, aunt, Forgive, drop it, let it go. Come on. Don't be a prison keeper. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to open prison doors and proclaim liberty to those who are held. We should be able to look people in the eyes and say, I want you to know all is forgiven. All is forgiven. You owe me nothing. I love you. The Bible says, owe no man anything but to love them. In other words, you pay all your debts. But if others do not repay you, release it. Release it. And I'm not just talking about money here. Some people, they owe you an apology. Don't wait for it. Release them. Clear the record. Give it to God and say, Father, I release them. I clear the record. Don't charge them, Father. I forgive them as you have forgiven me. I bless them as you blessed me. I love them as you loved me. I forgive. I drop it, Lord. I let it go. 
And I tell you the truth, Jesus said, if you do this here in Luke 6, 38, if you give like this, if you begin to give like I'm telling you today, then God will give unto you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together. He'll pour it into you continuously. And he who gives will be given more. And you will be able to give more and more and more until it flows out of you like a river. And you don't even know what it means to have enemies because you love everybody, bless everybody. Wow, now that's living. Amen? Have a good day.